Let's get this bitch started. I said we got this. Flow stupid, yet the rhyme's so brilliant. Never could you bring the kid down, I'm too resilient. And fuck them biting ass niggas who be stealing. Y'all niggas copy my style like a chameleon. I'm a Brazilian, that's one in a million. Too high for ceilings, it's how I am feeling. What the blood clot? How did all these nug rocks have me looking dumb hot with my eyes all bloodshot? Now that's a mugshot in the making. No need for ovens when you're waking, baking. Yo, 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 welcome back to another episode of the Hip Hop Heads Podcast. H cubed up in this bitch. Yes, sir, yes, sir. We're back with another episode this week, man. And first of all, I just want to apologize to y'all. Fortunately, we do not have the uh, Aaliyah One in a Million uh, review ready. And again, that is on my plate right here. So I just want to apologize to the listeners and everything. But we're going to have it for y'all next week. Yeah. That's a fact. Yes, sir. But this week, we're going to hit y'all with a little. Uh, a hybrid type of episode today. We're gonna talk a little bit, of, a little bit of everything today, and then we're gonna go into some first listens of uh, what's been going on in hip hop lately. So, you know, we haven't listened to a couple of the albums, the, the new Gunner album, uh, for instance, and uh, I forgot which other one it was. Um, uh, which other? I'm sorry. The new Rick Ross joint. Yeah, the new Rick Ross joint and the uh, the Anderson Pack and and Bruno Mars joint. Silk so Sun. we're gonna check. Yep, so, yep. So we're gonna check all them joints out. And uh yeah, man. We're gonna we're gonna keep this shit rocking. All right, all right. Well let's go ahead and get the show kicked off with yes, sir. the motherfucking Super Bowl. Hey. It's gonna happen, I don't remember exactly when, I guess in a few weeks, something like that. Uh next next week. So oh, it is next week. A okay. week a week from Sunday, yes, sir. Okay. And it's out of no one would have guessed this shit in the world. Nope. But it's the nope. fucking Bengals and the Rams, right? Yes, sir, the Rams. And the crazy thing about this is that I don't know if you know, but the Super Bowl is actually being played in L.A., which is where the Rams are from. Ooh, okay. So this would be the second year in a row that the um, the Super Bowl, one of the Super Bowl teams is a home team. There you go. Which is kind of crazy because last year it was in Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay and Tom Brady won that, obviously. And then this season, it's the, the L.A. Rams. Now... I don't know about you, man, but I feel like that puts a lot of pressure on the LA players. Now, granted, for all for for all the NFL fans out there, y'all know how much uh, LA has given up to um, to acquire the players that they've gotten because they've traded in a bunch of first round picks. Mm-hmm. I think they said that they haven't had a first round pick since 2018, damn. and they're not going to have another one until 2024, if I'm not mistaken. Well, damn. So, so yeah, so they've they've traded a whole lot of picks away um and it's even become like an infamous little thing for them where they kind of joke around about it but um pretty much they've committed to winning now you know what i mean and i guess obviously that may have may have to do with the fact that the super bowl is being played there this year so you know obviously they acquired odell beckham uh they acquired uh avon miller mm-hmm. uh um jalen ramsey from the Ram- uh from jaguars a year ago i believe so they've been kind of making sure to try to get this team ready to potentially win the Super Bowl. And here they are, man. And against a team that, I mean, I can honestly say, fuck these niggas because they beat my team. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Shout out Titans, tighten up. But nonetheless, uh, un- unbiasedly, you know, these motherfuckers is killing it out here. You know what I mean? They they came in. They beat the number one seed in us, which is, you know, a feat in his own. And then they, they went into Kansas City. Again, two two road games against the top two seeds in, in the AFC and, and, and beat the, both of them. The so damn thing. 
it's it, it's it's honestly, if it wasn't for the fact that they eliminated my team, I'd one hundred percent be behind this <laughs> team because this is like the underdog story right here. One hundred percent. You got uh Joe Burrow, who's their quarterback, and he's this his second year in the league. Um, and and you know, a lot of people tried to kind of well, first of all, he was injured last season, think towards ACL. So he had a bad uh bad injury. Mm. Uh, when it comes to that, and you know, he had his his college uh, teammate come in and play with him in Jamar Chase, which is his wide receiver. So they've been lighting it up and they've been killing it. So you know, this is definitely the team to root for if you want like the underdog story to kind of win. Because you know, like I just said, everything about LA, you know, they've they've kind of sold everything to 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 kind of win this year. And you know, hopefully, hopefully for them, it's it's what happens. Hey, <clears throat> well, hey, hope you get some return on that, L.A. Uh, I don't really have a horse in the race uh, because uh, neither one of these teams are my team. But like I always say, I just want to see a good final. So good luck to both teams. Although it is odd to say that the Bengals are in the Super Bowl. I swear to God, I've never seen the Bengals this far and ever. So It has happened. <laughs> I don't think so either. So um, I'm lying. It has, but I don't think they've won actually. So I, mean, I think it's like I think it's heard something like thirty or forty years since the last time they yeah. were even anywhere this close. Yep, yep. So definitely, it's gonna be uh, one for the ages, man. Because for the first time in a long time, Aaron Rodgers is in the Super Bowl. Tom Brady isn't in the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and I forgot who else that was. Like Big Ben, I think is who it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that's made it all these times, and it's 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 crazy, you know. And again, not to jump in all that quick into it. But another fucking Hall of Famer retired in Tom Brady. That is true. Now, now a couple of weeks ago, Big Ben Roethlisberger, he retired as well. And it's funny because we didn't talk about it. Um, and it's funny because that's pretty much what's going to happen when they both go into the Hall of Fame. Because they're probably both going to go in the same year because they're both Hall of Famers within their right. Yeah. And um, the only difference is that Tom Brady is arguably the greatest player of all time in, in, in football. So it's going to be crazy that... Ben Roethlisberger, who, you know, he's he's a great player within his own right as well. Mm-hmm. But it's just crazy that you know nobody you're going, said you're go- shit. <laughs> uh huh. So nobody says shit. We didn't even talk about it. But you know, we're obviously talking well, you about know, but Tom not, Brady. Not to not to dwell on negative subjects, but you know, Roethlisberger has his own issues that he's had throughout sure. the years. So that may be a little bit more of why nobody was really talking about right. it or was really saying too much about it. Like I do remember hearing something about him retiring and them commenting like on like maybe Sports Center or something like that. But like other than that, I don't really remember hearing anybody talk about it. I don't remember seeing posts. I don't really remember <clears throat> excuse me, any like heartfelt co- uh coaches or, you know, fellow players, teammates, uh goodbyes or anything like that. So, you know, uh, people maybe people just don't maybe well, shit maybe people just don't give a fuck about him. Who knows? Hey, to be fair, Tom Brady was caught on camera kissing like his eight year old son in the lips. I don't know if you remember that. He was also caught on camera wearing UGG boots. Yeah, yeah, but his wife is like a fucking Ukrainian. Uh, 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 what is she? Uh, Giselle Bunchen. Yeah, whatever her name. I think is. she's actually Giselle. Brazilian. You're lying. I think she's Brazilian. Nah, hold on. Okay, maybe she's not. I don't know. Nigga, with that name, she's definitely like Eastern European for sure. Um, some Brady wife. She is. What the fuck? You're right. Ha <laughs> ha! Told you. Hell no. Nah, there's something wrong here, dog. Yeah, I know a little something, something about the world, dog. <laughs> oh, okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. She's. 
okay, this makes sense, I guess. But apparently there's a place in Brazil that its inhabitants are actually German. Oh, yeah, a lot of Germans fled to Brazil or to South America, like Argentina, Brazil, um, after World War II. So, yeah. That is fucking nuts. I did not know that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hey, listen, man. Fuck, little, fuck, little world fuck, history. Fuck, fuck common sense, I guess. Cause, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the it's last name, up. it was obvious. It's not Brazilian, like, or typically Portuguese last name. She, I mean, and also, look, I feel. Mm-hmm. You know, because so she, looks, she, she definitely could, looks more white, but she is darker-skinned white lady. Yeah. Now she is. She is. So... Shout out to uh, Giselle's man, Tom, you know what I mean? <laughs> out here kissing his son and everything. You got all the time to wear all the Ugg boots and shit for your life now. Hey, I'm trying to tell you, man. But listen, man, Tom Brady, he, for for everybody who's been a fan of any team in the AFC, has, that's been everybody's worst nightmare. Um, unless your last name start, uh, um, is Manning, <laughs> and I forgot who else beat him. But um, nonetheless, the nigga retired, so big shout out. To the to the goat, in my opinion, Tom Brady. Uh, happy to see that you're no longer going to be a headache for anybody in the NFL. So. <laughs> Definitely, Definitely one way to look at it. Definitely um, kudos for that. Now, also in uh, NFL news, the the world was I don't want to say graced with the new name of the Washington Football Team, mm. and they will now be called as the Washington Commanders. Now, yes. as a Washington Redskins fan, my entire life. I cannot get behind the name the Commanders. It invokes nah. nothing for me. They, there's no special meaning behind it. They didn't even ask the fans for their opinion. They just went ahead and chose this. Even though you'll see some places they say the fans had input. No, nobody I know or have seen online so far have found anywhere where we could put in any kind of input for this name. Uh, but yeah, I'm not with the name. So, I mean, we'll take it from here. But if they move this team to Virginia, I'm out, Doug. I can't do it. Listen, man. If they moved the team to Virginia, I'm not even a, a Redskins fan, but if they move the team to Virginia, bruh, there's going to be some problems. There's going to be a civil war. We're going to separate from the United States because <laughs> that shit crazy. Look, man, as a uh, fellow Washingtonian who is not a uh, Washington football team fan, I feel like at the fucking very least, just keep the name Washington football team. You know what I mean? Like I mean, that at, is at that point. At this point, that's better for real. It's better because you know you know why it's better, right? <laughs> because you're being respectful to you know for obvious reasons, you know whatever. And the people who still you know within their own group of people want to call it the Redskins, they know what they're what they're referring it to. Mm-hmm. So you're not you're kind of appealing. I'm sorry, appeasing to both people because you don't have the name or the logo of Redskins. Uh, all over the place, but again, you haven't changed the identity of the team. It's still the Redskins to those who still choose to call it Redskins. Mm-hmm. And um, now it's fucking Commanders, and we've seen the most cringe video. I think that we've seen in a long time. We're not even gonna bring. We're not even gonna talk about what was in we're the not, video. Just, just know that the shit hey, was cringy. And if you've seen it, you know what the fuck I'm talking about. For sure, it involves the Commanders. Let me just say that, mm-hmm. and um, and, and and farmers. Let me mm-hmm. also say that, but um. That's about everything we're gonna say about that because it's it's, it's it's bad, man. It's bad. Yeah, it's bad. It's, bad. It's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Like, but listen, man. I feel like there was a couple other good names that could have gone with. I think we were talking before the show. It could have gone with the Red Wolves. I think even Red Hogs is better. Mm-hmm. I personally think even Monuments is 
at the very least a little better than fucking commanders. Whack. It's not great. Whack. It's not great. Nah, nah, nah. It's, it, 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 there's a, listen, dog. There's reasons why certain cities got certain names, you know, because they kind of try to fit to whatever's going on. And I'm just saying, monuments, you know what I mean? We in the fucking city of monuments, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Sir, if I could pull up that Viola yeah. Davis meme right now for <laughs> her just getting up and walking the fuck away. <laughs> Listen, bro. Monuments, dog. Think about it, bro. It, it makes sense. It's actually cool. Like, like your logos could be the different monuments. I, I don't want nothing. I don't. Want, I don't want none of that. I don't. I'm sorry. I don't want none of that in my life. I can't. I can't abide hey. by it. I will not. <laughs> I will not subject myself. Sounds. It's about as DC as mobile sauce. I'm trying to. Tell you. <laughs> no. <laughs> shit, we could have been mambo sauce. I'd have been happier than that. Shit, the the DC mambo sauce. sauce. I don't give a fuck, hey. nigga. Shit. God damn. Nigga, that would have been. <laughs> hey, I swear to God, dog, I'd convert to the Redskins if they would if they would have done that, dog. <laughs> I would. I promise you, I'd, I'd be a, a DC Mumbo Sauce fan. The Washington Mumbo Sauce. God damn it, yeah. that'd be vicious. Oh my god. Nigga. And, and the, logo the logo is some fries with the DC Capital Mumbo Sauce. <laughs> yeah, nigga. Man, y'all missed out on a branding opportunity like shit. Nah, not even, nigga. The the fucking the logo is just a um like a fucking carry out little uh uh fucking. A styrofoam mm-hmm. joint or whatever mm-hmm. with wings and fries <laughs> and then mobile sauce all over it and they got like eyes on it. Like hell this. yeah, hell yeah, dog! Come on now, there's hundreds of different ways that could have gone. I would have loved to do that because at least that's more creative. That that yeah for sure. And also, it, if you really want to talk about the real DC, not the fucking corporate world DC mm-hmm. or the monuments DC, mm-hmm. the real fucking DC. That's at the very least. A part of it, you know what I mean? It's it's and bread felt, and butter, heart and soul of fucking DC. It's part of it. Mambo sauce, go go music, dog. Nigga, that, bruh, that, I'm, you know, I feel like that actually makes sense. And you know, we're kind of we're kind of joking about you know the design <laughs> or whatever, but I'm sure there's a way that that could have been incorporated somehow and actually been dope. You know what I mean? Hell but yeah. like, they made this shit whack. They definitely asked like a like. Like the one black person that they knew, like, hey, you know, well, what do you think? What do you think is gonna be cool with everybody? And and, and that nigga was not a good person to ask. <laughs> let me tell you, he was not a proper re- representative of the DMV. No sir, <laughs> not of my DMV. He probably lived in Virginia. <laughs> he definitely lived in Richmond. Yo, he and definitely. speaking of Richmond, that's where they talking about they might move the stadium if they can't mm-hmm. come to fucking um, an agreement with fucking the city government. That's fucking nuts, bro. And let me tell y'all, dog. For those of y'all that aren't from the area, right? Yeah. That's like moving the Yankees to upstate New York. Mm-hmm. It's a smooth that's... like two, two and a half hours from where the stadium currently is, dep- <laughs> depending on where you're, where, how, what, which way you take. Yeah, man. So I don't know, man. I hope that that if again if that happens again, like you were saying earlier, you might as well call them the Virginia fucking. Uh, uh, commanders, you know what I mean? Because that shit must gonna be way more, like you said. That that's damn near North Carolina, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. That's that's probably closer to Kansas, uh, Tennessee, North Carolina than it is to to, to DC. It is. I'm pretty so. sure it is actually. And to be honest, right? Isn't Landover where it is now? Isn't that kind of far from DC too? 
Now, Landover technically is not that far. It's like maybe the well, if you're in PG County, I guess it's like, I mean, it is in PG County. My bad. It's like maybe twenty minutes, maybe thirty at the most, depending on where you're coming from in the city. Now, if you're coming from where RFK was, the old home, to where it is now, it's about twenty five. 25 minutes, about 20, 25 minutes, okay, depending okay. on traffic. Because you'll hit, uh, what is it, the 295, and then you'll get mm-hmm. off um, on 495. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. But, but yeah. definitely, man, so for everybody out there, man, if y'all are from the area, man, let's know what y'all think about this new name change, man, because this shit, real. I feel like we, from everything that we've seen online, man, it ain't too much support behind this name. We ain't the only ones who think this shit is trash. Uh, it was poorly executed. Poorly handled by whoever had to make this decision, mm-hmm. um, and, and and I'm sure that the players are hearing the info because the players are on social media. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. At the if if fucking management isn't, I promise you the players are, and I promise you they're seeing the video that we just saw, and they're like, God Bruh, damn, that's just. Trash. I'm gonna tell you this: I have never seen Dan Snyder tagged in so many things in my life, mm-hmm. so I know he sees it for sure, for sure, or at least whoever's running his social media sees it. <laughs> <laughs> nah, for sure. But um, but speaking about bad owners, um, let's go into uh, what happened with uh, uh, the Dolphins ownership and uh, Brian Flores, who's uh, an ex-coach of the Dolphins. <clears throat> now, I spoke to you briefly before the show about this, mm-hmm. and um, I guess to just explain to to you and everybody else what's going on. Essentially, what happened? Uh, Brian Flores came in. Um, this this was his third year this past season with the Dolphins, um, and um, the last two seasons he he's had winning records, which you know obviously it's it's a sign that the team is improving and moving in the right direction. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, uh, or at least that's what most of us would think. So, um, unfortunately for him, it wasn't enough for him to keep his job, and he got fired. Um, now he being Brian Flores is a black man and um you know there's been excuse me issues in the past about the NFL not being diversified enough mm-hmm. with people of color. Yep. Now that's been spoken about a lot uh in the past and you know obviously um you know they've tried to sugarcoat it and hide it as best as they can I guess and implement these rules in which you have to interview at least two candidates yeah. before you make a decision. Um and the I guess the what we'll, what we'll come to see when we talk about this shit is that all that shit ultimately people take advantage of that by just kind of you know calling people to come in just for the interview just just to kind of get the checklist off you know what I mean or yeah, whatever yeah and that's pretty much kind of what he's saying is that um that he when he got fired um and the season was over a lot of teams were obviously in the need of a, of, a, of a head coach now again he's He's shown that he could be a head coach because he took a team that was really bad and at the very least brought him to competitive slash average. Yeah. So he's shown that he could be a head coach and at least deserves at least some kind of uh uh you know, like he deserves a chance at least to, for, for a job, you know what I mean? Yeah. And apparently, um he had a interview with the New York Giants, and the New York Giants um they had already made their decision before he came in for the interview, but they hadn't said anything like, like out loud. And they want him to come in just so that they could, uh, 
you know, I guess mark off that they interviewed a black man. Of course. You know, so so that's pretty much what's going on. And, you know, Brian Flores is obviously upset about that, you know, within every right. Honestly, everybody should be upset about that because we see this kind of shit. And let's be real, you know, this this is about the NFL, but it happens everywhere. You know what I mean? Like, it'll happen everywhere Well, where companies might hire somebody just to kind of uh, satisfy the quota of, of your, you know, whatever, one or two black people a month or whatever the case, it, whatever it might be. Yeah. So th- this shit happens all, you know, all the time everywhere. Yeah. And, it, uh, you know, I'm glad that, you know, Brian Flores was able to stand up to this shit. And hopefully this shit, hopefully this at the very least forces these owners to answer as to why this kind of shit is going on. Because there's a lot of red handed shit. Such as text, screenshots of text. I mean, it's it's, and, it's an uh, old boys club. It's just another old boys club. Yep, they're used yep. to what it is. They don't really. They're the type that are so conservative. They don't like change of any kind. Mm-hmm. No, so. for sure. And and that, it's funny you say that because that's that's exactly what I heard somebody call it earlier today. You know, old boys club. That they, they like you said, they're they're all in cahoots. They're all in like probably a group chat. Mm-hmm. And you know what I mean. They all. At the end of the day, they might be in competition with each other, but they 100% are also in cahoots with each other and um, against everybody you know, they, else. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course, and um, and yeah, and, and it, it sucks to hear this. And hopefully, you know, he's able to accomplish something with this. You know, he himself has came out and said that it's a lot bigger than just for his personal matters. Is you know, for the sake of obviously fairness and just in general. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, you know, that that's able to be resolved how it should. And hopefully, man, uh, whatever needs to come to light comes to light. Very true. Very true. Um, all right. Uh, now let's go into <laughs> your girl, Riri, Rihanna, oh, messed around and, and revealed the pregnancy Ooh. bump. Her and ASAP Rocky are uh, expecting their first child. I don't think it's been relayed if it's a boy or a girl yet. No, I don't think it has no. But no. Uh, Riri was uh, photographed with uh, with Mr. Rocky while walking around New York City in twenty degree weather with her belly sticking out with a pink, under a pink jump. Mm-hmm. Uh, still looking good, still looking good. Because whether sure. you put weight on her or you take weight off her, Riri still looked good. Bruh, she looks man. And and granted, this is obviously a photo shoot, so you know what I mean. I'm sure they got the right angles. This wasn't just a candid shot of her, mm-hmm. but. Nonetheless, she still looks great with the baby bump. She's, uh, from what I understand, is obviously still stunting, wearing like a vintage 1992, whatever, Celine jacket or whatever the fuck it was. So shout out to her for the subtle, the very so subtle flex there. Bad gallery. Bad gallery for sure, man. So um, listen, man, just like many other people out there, I was devastated. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you, man. I was devastated. Hearts were broken those- everywhere, especially Chris Brown and Drake. Let me tell you, bro. I listen, and and Chris Rivera. Yeah, well. you were the third you. one on that list. I'm telling you. <laughs> listen, y'all. I have three posters within my site right now of Rihanna <laughs> in my room, and they're all looking at me and laughing at me because <laughs> I was not the one to get her pregnant. Now, hey, it's a sad day, man. It's a sad day. Like I told everybody, man, the dream is over. Um, hey, man, what can I say, man? I guess. Tyrese meme is all I'm going to say. For real. That's Congratulations. it. Congratulations. <laughs> Tears and snot. <laughs> Tears and snot. For sure, bro. Listen, man. But definitely, I think you've seen all the memes of Chris Brown. Or no, I think Drake has been definitely most of them. 
and Deshaun, where where he's like having they they were showing him celebrating the um the the fucking uh, Toronto Raptors winning the championships since he was from Toronto. He was like, "What you mean, chill out, man? Give me a shot." Give me a shot. And they were like Drake after he, Drake after he found out that Rihanna was pregnant by ASAP Rocky. <laughs> there was another one where he was just like sitting in the crowd, like watching a basketball game, and she's just like flipping through his phone, and it's like you just see the um, it's just different pictures of Rihanna pregnant, all the ones that were released, and he's just looking as sad as possible. I think I've seen where it's him and like two other guys. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that shit. I've seen that shit. Yeah, <laughs> dog. So. I think that was definitely, again, I think that was all of us, man. Mm-hmm. We all thought that Rihanna, it was just not going to happen. And ASAP, hey, let me tell you, though, man, this just goes to show my man ASAP Rocky, he was he was planting the seed from way back when. There's actually pictures in 2012, I think, or 2013 or something like that mm-hmm. of, of them out, just out and about. You know, I don't know if they were dating back then. Maybe they were just cool. Who knows? But my man was... You know, planting a seed, mm. and you never know what it could grow into, man. That's what I'm saying, y'all. Just stay on your shit. You know, if 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 it's if it's not working out, man, hey, man, let it go. You come back and listen. You could you could get Rihanna pregnant too. I'm just saying. <laughs> you never know. You never know. You never know. I'm just saying, though. But congrats, man. Yeah, to congrats. the motherfucking to the future because you know once they have that baby it's going to be like a, a hip hop power couple type oh, of, of course. situation of course sure. of course so shout out to shout out to Flacco and Flaca from uh Rihanna and fucking ASAP Rocky <laughs> all right all right y'all so we're going to talk about real quick um the whole Drake or the Ruler situation for those of y'all who've been keeping up unfortunately uh Drake or the Ruler passed away after he was stabbed at um a festival in LA uh, so another uh, famous rapper who died in his uh, in his in his own backyard in his own town, mm-hmm. um, and um, and again for those of y'all who don't know, he was stabbed uh, backstage during the event, and now the family is actually suing for twenty million dollars, and this is the same company that's being sued by everybody's families, uh, all the families of, excuse me, of those who passed away at the Astro World Festival as well. So Live Nation just has. Like and, and now for those of y'all who don't know Live Nation, if you've ever gone to a concert in wherever you live, there's a good chance that if you live in the US, there's a good chance that they're the ones who are handling all of that. They're the ones who organize everything. Yeah, they're one so of the, this, like, the biggest companies out right now. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. So they're um they're facing a lot of lawsuits. Um I actually think this is one that they might actually it might have some merit to it because you know, anytime you hear um well I, well, I guess you don't hear this too much, but like when you think about a festival, you think that you know there's that that if anybody's gonna be safe, it's gonna be the the people who are performing. Exactly. You know, you know what I mean. And and you know that's your responsibility as a host. You know, no matter even like whether it's a host of an event like that, or even if it's a host at somebody at your house, like your 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 responsibility is to keep your guests, you know, safe. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, this this didn't happen and he unfortunately lost his life and uh again it's a damn shame man because again for those of y'all who don't know uh draco you know he was he had been in jail for a couple years and uh he had got out he had been making some noise in california he even uh uh, started having uh, drake fuck with him he he had i think a song with drake and drake would uh always he he included draco in his um 
in his ads for his new clothing line. So he was kind of always messy. He had that Drake co-sign essentially, uh, okay. which was, um, which is obviously a big deal. So, um, you know, it just kind of sucks when this kind of shit happens, but, um, I'm just glad that the family hopefully is going to get some kind of, uh, restitution because, you know, honestly, you know, I feel like when this kind of shit happens, you know, families, you know, they rely on somebody like this to, mm-hmm. to keep them afloat. And for for this person to go out how he did, I think it's within their right to to think that they're they deserve some kind of money because I mean, because of their negligence, they lost their ability to be able to live essentially how, yeah. how they were. Yeah, no, I, I agree. <clears throat> I mean not yeah, just not losing a family member, but yeah, like the financial means and, and financial safety and everything, you know, of the family is now, you know, up in turmoil because of what the fuck happened because yep. y'all didn't do what y'all were contracted to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so just, and, and that I mean, I honestly, I hope they sue and I hope they get everything for it. I hope they get whatever sure. the fuck they asked for. For sure, man. And again, this is a multi-million dollar company, so it's not like you're suing a person mm-hmm. who you know. Good luck getting twenty million dollars from. But you know, when you're when they're a multi for for a probably billion dollar company, mm-hmm. you know, there's 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 definitely money that they can get from them. So, like you said, I hope they're able to win this lawsuit, and hopefully, obviously, it doesn't bring back uh, uh, their their loved one. But mm-hmm. at the very least, it allows them to continue to you know to stay afloat even throughout this tragedy. So, you know, but they, it makes you wonder about Live Nation now. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is two major L's that they've taken in the space of just a few months. You know what I'm saying? Like, like now their <laughs> reputation is kind of like really tarnished about safety concerns with not just the crowd but also their performers that they are contracted to work with. So, but see, this is the problem that I feel right. Like a lot. Oh damn, my bad. Um, uh, the problem is that I feel like a lot of times when things like this happen, the artists, because I'm not going to say who, just because this is all legend right now, mm-hmm. but there is an artist that people are, are saying was involved in the stabbing. Mm-hmm. So the problem is that a lot of times, you know, these people are, God damn it, my bad. Because <laughs> I have my phone on, on fucking mute, but my laptop, it kind of has Oh, um, I got you. Notifications. Connects. Yeah. Yeah. But um, the, the, the problem with that is that these artists, sometimes they'll try to leverage who they are and say, hey, man, if you don't let me do this this way, I'm not going to come. Mm-hmm. That's why a lot of these these artists are able to bring in, um, they're able to bring in, you know, these these kind of situations with them because, you know, a lot of times, just like people who fly on private jets, they don't go through TSA. Sometimes they fly with drugs mm-hmm. and whatever and smoke on a plane and shit like that. <clears throat> so, and again, it's because they're they're, they're rich and famous. So, I mean, I don't know, man. I, I agree. I think it's a difficult position that Live Nation is a lot of the time because, again, you know, you want to be easy to work with with these artists. And obviously, you know, like, for example, allowing certain artists to smoke in certain venues. You know, ven- certain venues, they don't allow smoking for obvious reasons. Yeah. But if you want the artists to perform, a lot of times that's a requirement. Like, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's just it, it's unfortunate. Uh, that that it happened. Obviously, um, I think this just means that there's going to be a lot more uh, strict restrictions mm-hmm. from now on at these kind of events, so that this kind of thing doesn't happen anymore. Yep. And you know, I, I don't think that Live Nation is going to risk it anymore because it's it's obviously you know not worth it when shit like this happens and and somebody loses their life. But I mean, between the whole Travis Scott shit and then this one, 
this could cost them a substantial amount of millions of dollars each way. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's going to be enough to like bankrupt them as an organization or a company or whatever, but they're going to take a financial hit like shit. And it's, I don't know what it's going to be, but I mean, I guarantee like, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm thinking that they're going to get at least six figures, like at least, you know what I'm saying? So, sure. and then you about got, the family or the family. the family of Draco? Or... Yeah, of Draco, like the family of Draco. Yeah, and then I would assume sure. with the whole Astro World shit, I don't know how like you know involved or entangled they really are in the in the lawsuit, but I'm I'm pretty sure a couple million is gonna have to come out of that for, for all sure. those people that they've got. It's like what four hundred and it's like you know like two thousand some cases that they all put together, or four hundred some cases that they put together yeah. with like two thousand people. You know what I'm saying to make a big uh, case against the whole thing. So for sure. I hope they've survived the financial hit, but they definitely going to take one. Oh, yeah, for sure. Now, obviously, um, I'm curious to see how this is going to affect any kind of touring going on. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, I, obviously, again, with COVID ending and everything, everything kind of going back to normal, there's a lot more shows going on. So maybe they're not going to feel too much of a hit. Who knows? But regardless, um, I definitely think there's going to be a, a stain on their uh, on their name for sure after oh, both of these events. Big, big facts. You know what I mean? Ooh. Jamaica just started. It's still it's still zero zero. It's only two minutes in. Nice, nice, <laughs> nice. All right. Um, let me see. Um, I guess I can go ahead and um end a little bit of conversation that we had we had planned to speak on stuff today. Uh, go ahead and move into first listens. Now we're gonna do first listens yeah. on some popular music, some um, some big artists. So of course, you know we can't play these songs on here because of copyright and the fact that we're broken. We don't have no money to pay for anything anyway. So we're gonna have to put my my famous one moment later uh, while we're listening to the joint for you guys, and then we'll come on and tell you what we thought about the song and blah blah blah. Of course, we'll tell you who's 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 the artist, who's the song, what's the song. Who's featured on it? All blah, blah blah blah. When we introduce it, so yes, sir. Now, ideally, you know, if y'all want to play along, obviously, pull out your your DSP, your music provider, and listen along, so y'all can have some kind of you know dialogue in your head while we talking. So definitely, if y'all if y'all have the ability to do that, go ahead and do that. But if not, just go ahead and listen, man. Yep, yep. Music make you lose control. Music make you lose control. I'm sorry, but I always hated that song. <laughs> I don't even know why it's in my in my head right now. <laughs> that was that was a random ass. Uh... It really was. I'm not even fucking joking, dog. There was I was not even thinking about that song. I wasn't thinking about Missy. It just randomly hit. I was just like, okay. <laughs> That's the joke with the little keys. Like, Music makes you lose control. Music makes you lose control. All right. All right. Well, the first song that we have up for first listens today is going to be uh, Rick Ross, uh, Not For Nothing, from his new album, Richer Than I Ever Been. Uh, this song features Anderson Pack. Let's do it. All right. A few minutes later. Okay, sir. What'd you think of uh, Not For Nothing featuring Anderson Pack? Hey, I thought that was a dope combination that I honestly wasn't expecting to like as much as I did. Mm-hmm. I think, honestly, to be honest, I think Anderson Pack is one of the most, or not one of the most, but one of the more uh, unique kind of like artists out right now in the sense that you can kind of plug him in with damn near anybody. Yeah, and he can make him, and he can make it work. I think he has a good combination of hip hop and kind of just like you know soul R and B, you know slash that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I, I think I think he does what he does well here on this joint, and I think Rick Ross also, you know, he, 
this is definitely his kind of beat. You know what I mean? Definitely a Maybach. You can hear it. You know, you could definitely hear the kind of beat oh, it is. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I liked it a lot, man. I, I agree with you. I think Anderson Pack has been steadily one of the most underrated uh, performers in the last few years. <clears throat> and I think he's really just starting to get uh, put out with the, you know, the Silk Sonic, him and Bruno Mars. that kind of put him on another level. Plus, mm-hmm. he was on the soundtrack to Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Oh, okay. And what they seem, from what I noticed, I haven't gone back to study it because I didn't think about it until right now. But I did mm-hmm. notice that not only did that movie, obviously, it was... Uh, an Asian-led movie. It had a lot of Asian artists on it. Plus, mm. it had a lot of San Francisco Bay artists on it, that, or at least mm. a couple that I noticed, like Anderson Pack, uh, throughout right. throughout the movie, throughout the movie, like their music throughout the movie. And the movie okay. did take place par- uh, partially in San Francisco. It started there, so like I thought that was kind of a cool homage for them to do. For sure, you gotta love when uh, I guess whoever puts together the soundtrack for the movie, or any honestly any bits of detail when they actually focus on the detail. Mm-hmm. Such as using music from the area that you know they're they're filming in or whatever. Exactly. So that's, that's pretty dope. Exactly. Sure. But yeah, this song, I fuck with it. I I can't even get on Rick Ross for what I would normally call his his like lazy rhyme style on this mm-hmm. jump because the jump was such a laid back song like and the flow like the flow of the beat was just so smooth and chill it just fucking worked like and he didn't really need to switch it up too much to do anything too serious like it was just it was a Ross song you know this is Ross that's Ross's forte right there so like I liked it yeah, it, was, it was good I agree I agree alright alright well we're gonna go ahead and slide into the second Ross song of the evening and it is called Hella Smoke from the same album and this one features Wiz Khalifa let's do it a few minutes later alright what'd you think of <laughs> what'd you think sorry, of that Hella Smoke junk I thought the junk was alright um being that, so I'm a big Wiz Khalifa fan, and um, I actually wasn't the biggest fan of Wiz's verse. I, I mean, I thought that he uh, was rapping decently, but I wasn't too big of a fan of of his uh, his bars on that joint. Mm-hmm. But overall, I think the song was okay. Um, I definitely liked the uh, the Anderson Pack joint a little bit better, I would say. But I, I thought the joint was okay. It was okay. Again, the the clear Maybach cinematic soundings that you know of Rick Ross. For sure. Um, with who I knew that was going to be on this song, I really didn't expect too much more on this joint. Uh, it, I pretty much got exactly what I expected, uh, but I did think that the beat was it was dope as shit. I don't know, mm. young. Whoever the fuck is Ross's producer, engineer right now, like, that motherfucker has a touch. Like, the shit that Hell he yeah. with sounds masterful. Uh, had, but, and it has for the last, like, couple years, for mm-hmm. sure. But like I said, I didn't really get much more than I expected on this joint. And, you know, like, I'm not mad at it, it, but I definitely enjoyed the other song more. I feel same way, same way. All right. All right, we're going to slide into the third joint from this album, uh, the title track, Richer Than I Ever Been. Uh, You ready to check this one out, sir? Let's do it. A few minutes later. (laughs) All right, what you think of Richer Than I Ever Been? I ain't gonna lie, the hook was a little repetitive for my liking. I know it probably was for you as well. A little bit. Um, but I think overall it was okay. Again, the beat wasn't my favorite, actually, to mm-hmm. be honest. I, which is, again, we've always talked about Rick Ross's beats. We just did a couple minutes ago. But this one wasn't too... I don't know. It wasn't It wasn't too much to my liking. So I would say it was okay. I, I, I wouldn't... I, I think it's... I think as far as how much I've liked them, I think it's gone to order for me from first, second to, to now. I got you. 
Nah, I kind of I kind of feel the same. I do feel like the beat was a little driving though. It's, it was kind of a nice change up because we'd we'd heard nothing but like slow stuff up until that point. Uh, so we kind of you know we was both vibing with it. I know I know it's it's a, it's a good vibe. Uh, certain certain um certain stimuli in your body have you feeling good about it. Um, so. But yeah, no, it was a pretty basic song. Uh, the chorus, like you said, was a little repetitive, but I mean, it was it was pretty hype. I can't fake on that. Yeah, it was. It definitely was. It, it had the energy, but um, I don't know. I just again with the hook being you know as repetitive as it was, uh, I don't know. I just felt like it was a little lazy in that regard. But overall, it, it was okay for me. All right, but all right. Well, let's go into the last one on this jump uh, that we've chosen, and that's gonna be Little Havana. And that features right. Willie Falcone and the dream of all people randomly. <laughs> okay, let's do it. Let's do it. A few minutes later. <laughs> What'd you think of uh, Little Havana? I thought it was a vicious opening track. I thought it had a really dope uh, intro with, um, with Willie Falcone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was really, you know, good entrance. Now, obviously... For everybody who knows uh, Rick Ross's music, he's always talking. Well, he's from Miami, first of all. And, you know, he's talking about a, a Cuban guy and Willie Falcone. So, obviously, you know, there's that connection there. But I thought it was a good uh, opening track. I thought the beat was amazing. I thought it went right back to that crispy Maybach music sounding kind of beat. Uh, the cinematic type of shit. And I think uh, uh, both, both Rick Ross and The Dream killed it. I I kind of feel like the dream kind of brought it down a little bit, like the the flow of the song. Uh, I didn't think it was bad what he did. I just thought he kind of like brought it down just a teeny bit, like, uh, like um, in the level of excitement or like the the energy in the song. Not like it was like I said, it's not bad. It's just like yeah. not as energetic as I would have wanted from it. But it was a slower song. I get that. Uh, the beat was kind of dope though. I I wonder if it was the dream that made that one because I know he's a producer, so. Is he a producer? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what he primarily oh, okay. does. But I mean, either I mean, way, good. It kind of, it, it kind of just sounded like a um, whoever, and I, I'm, I guess I'm curious as to who it is to begin with. But whoever Rick Ross's in-house producer is, because it kind of sounds like one of his, you know, typical kind of yeah. beats, if you will. It could. I mean, you never know. Uh, all right. Well, that's all of the Rick Ross joints that we have for his new album, "Richer Than I Ever Been." Uh, now Ooh. we're gonna slide over to Silk Sonic. And uh, check out Smoking Out the Window. And I know this has been out for a little bit now, but I yes. still haven't heard it. So <laughs> Me neither. Me neither. No, I, I've... And again, I, like I was telling you before the show, I've heard this song specifically like on Instagram posts or like on a TikTok or some shit. Mm-hmm. I've seen people do like little joints to that shit, but I haven't actually sat here and listened to the song. So I'm actually curious to listen to this joint. We heard a little bit of Anderson Pack a couple minutes ago. So, you know, let's, let's go ahead and dive into this joint. All right, bet. Here we go. A few minutes later. What'd you think of smoking out the window? Bruh, that joint was fire, dog. Um, Let's just say that. Bruh. All right. right. So this song, I'm sorry to cut you off, but this song has done everything that I always bitch about new R&B artists not doing, which is showing, like, actually showcasing your vocal range talent. And like both of them, yes, both of them. And then the fucking just the instrument, the the actual live instrumentation behind it makes it sound so much tighter. And it's the perfect mm-hmm. combination of like perfectly done talented music with ratchet uh, fucking content. Yes, you know what I'm yes, <laughs> yes. From the this bitch got, got me like, that <laughs> combined with that drop right there 
it just it, like you said, combining beautifully written and executed music mm-hmm. along with beautifully executed ratchetness. Exactly. And, you know, I think we're both here for that all day, twenty four seven. So, you know, let's let's just go on to the next one because we we both love this song. I'm gonna tell you, and if I'm they sure. come in here on concert anytime soon, we're going. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And we gonna sure. have a let's, review let's about that motherfucker. <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. That's a fact. They should. They definitely should go on to it. Exactly. All right, so we got another Silk Sonic joint. We only got two of them for you today, but this one is called After Last Night. So let's let's go ahead and do this. Let's do it. So before I started this, yeah, this song also features Thundercat and Bootsy. Well, I think maybe Bootsy Collins is who they're talking about. Probably, yeah. We'll we'll find out. Yeah, it is Bootsy Collins. It is. Okay, bet. Here we go. A few minutes later. Mm. Damn. All right, so what'd you think of After Last Night? Hey, that listen, man. Bootsy Collins, a little smooth talking in the background. <laughs> you know, it's funny. So he, I've actually heard him do this a couple times, where he kind of like artists, modern artists, will kind of incorporate him that way. Mm-hmm. You know, that he'll just be like talking his shit yeah. over the beat, kind of. Mm-hmm. But man, that shit sounds good, man. His he has a real unique and smooth voice that I feel like just fits here, uh, definitely over this kind of beat for sure. And you know, kind of like what you said in the other one, I think both of both Anderson Pack and Bruno Mars. Uh, showed off on his joint vocally for sure. Fuck yes, this is this song was nothing but a vocal flex. <laughs> I mean, yeah, for to sure. Start to begin to start to end, nigga shit. <laughs> yeah, that's a fact. I fuck and, with this song. This the beat on this joint was so fucking funky. It's like it definitely has tones of like the seventies, but it also mm-hmm. has tones of like nineties R and B. So like I I fuck. I agree. With I agree, and um, yeah, man. I you know I was actually looking it up, and yeah, you're right. They are actually doing um, what's that shit? You just called it the residency. Yeah, they're they're doing a residency in Vegas mm. from from the end of this month until the end of May. So interesting. That might be something to look into. I'm just saying. Okay, 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 okay. We will we will talk. We will talk. Las Vegas. <laughs> Las Vegas. <laughs> I bet. Well, Silk Sonic definitely getting a def- uh further listen from me. Have they actually First released story. an album yet? Like in the whole album? Yeah, yeah. This, this is um. This is this is from that album. Oh, okay, bet, bet, bet. Because I remember when they first released a couple of songs, they didn't have an album, but I I, I couldn't remember if they had actually released the album yet. Yeah, it's called uh, "An Evening with Silk Sonic." Hey, that song sounds like it comes from an album called "An Evening with Silk Sonic," <laughs> right? <laughs> it, it sounds exactly like what it's called for sure. All right, well, let's go ahead and um, check out a new jump by Benny the Butcher, uh, and it. it is. Uh, I can't remember anything because the niggas can't see shit. Uh, it's featuring, Jake, featuring J. Cole, yep, uh, Johnny J. P's Cole. caddy. Johnny P's caddy. So go. Benny the Butcher, J. Cole, Johnny P's caddy. Uh, you ready? Let's, hear it. Let's do it, man. Do it. A few minutes later. All right. What do you think of Johnny P's caddy? Hey, man. First of all, shout out to, uh, I don't think we mentioned this before we played the song, but produced by Alchemist. And that motherfucking joint was fucking disgusting. All right. In in the best way possible, disgusting <laughs> production by Alchemist. Let me mm-hmm. just say that, um, and, and even even more disgusting work by both Benny and J Cole. Um, I've heard a lot of people say that they like uh, J Cole's verse a little bit better. Uh, I'm here to say that that's not an easy decision to make. I agree that both of them fucking killed it. Yeah, but um, but. I don't know, man. It's hard. I, I like. I really like both of them. I have to hear that a few more times before I could crown somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, off the first listen, I can't really say, but they both spit straight fire, so I'm not mad at it. Again, 
y'all know me. I fucking love the Alchemist. Again, one of the most underrated uh, producers in the game and That's has true. been forever. Uh, so that joint was fire for me. I had saw nothing wrong with that song. I loved it. I'm with you. I'm with you. All right. All right. Let's slide into the next joint then, which is going to be, of all artists, I never thought we'd do another joint for, XXXTentacion. Hey. Uh, with a new song that got released by him recently uh, called Vice City. So let's check it out. Let's check it out. A few minutes later. All right. What did you think of Vice City? Listen, man, I was, I think I told you before this that I wasn't sure what to expect when it comes to, to X because one thing about him that I've, I can honestly say, because I've, I've listened to his, his, his albums before and I feel like he's shown a little bit of everything. Like he's always all over the place in the sense that he could do the extra hype, ignorant shit. He could do the extra emotional shit. And I've heard him do the rapping shit before. Like, and so this wasn't a surprise that he did it. It was, I just wasn't expecting to hear it, you know, just because, yeah. you know, again, just like you, I think I mostly know him for a lot of the other shit, a lot of the more, like you say, emo shit. Yeah. You know, I remember when when you um when we, when we brought the song up, you were kind of like, hey, you know, I'm, I guess I'm ready to cry or whatever. But, <laughs> yeah, get in my feelings and shit. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. But, but, but no, nah, man, and, and I'm sure, you know, I mean, just from what I understood you were saying in the song like uh, it sounds like you liked it a little bit i did actually like it i loved the beat to this joint and i loved his bars on this joint his flow like it was all dope he had a really really re- he made a really vicious song with this like and it's mm-hmm. just like i I'm, like i'm not even gonna sit here and lie yeah i've never really gone out of the way to listen to too much of his music after i heard most of what i heard because i was just like all right this isn't really for me but all i really heard was like the emotional emo kind of shit like the one album that I, I like listened to part of like the majority of it was that so like I didn't really give him a chance but I was just never I've never given I've never been shown anything of him just kind of like going off like that so I really appreciate that that was a that was a definitely a good call and I was thoroughly surprised uh, with what we got there I liked it yeah man apparently uh, I just looked it up right now and apparently this is one of like his earlier songs that was on SoundCloud before he got like really really famous um which is probably why it doesn't sound too much like a lot of his more recent shit mm-hmm. but i guess this is like a cult like famous song or whatever like a lot of his fans oh wow are, uh, uh i guess remember the song from back then but okay. yeah i agree i i really like this so definitely about to go in my in my rotation for sure. for sure all right the next one up uh new song uh gunna and future called pushing p uh featuring young thug let's do it all right a few minutes later. All right, what'd you think of Pushing P? Listen, man, I've actually heard this song like again all over Instagram, whatever. It's like the new, it's the new uh, "Too Sexy" that you know how like that was like kind of the song that everybody <laughs> used. Yeah, this this is the song that everybody using now. And the funny thing is that I, had I just listened to the song that the part of the song that people used on their Instagram post, I would have heard the whole song already because pretty much the whole song is just. Future and Gunna uh, saying pushing P in different variations. So, um, I mean, look, I, I think I think this was okay for what it is. I think it could have been a lot better. I think when you have Future, Gunna, and Young Thug on the song, I think that y'all should be able to come up with better than this. I yeah. think that particularly Young Thug and Future, I think, are way better and were, and, and have shown to be more creative than, than this was. I feel like this is a little... Yeah, because at one point I feel like Young Thug was just literally naming words that had the letter that started with the letter P. 
Possibly. And I, I was just like, what the no fuck, nigga? Like, I literally have to go back and listen to his verse again because it just was, it sounded like nonsense. And I was like, okay, either I'm just really fucking high or mm. this is nonsense. So I have to go back and listen again. I have a feeling it's more towards the nonsense, but you know, that's how I kind of lean. So you know, hey, I feel you. I feel you. But yeah, no, I agree. Listen, man, I'm a little, I'm a little bit disappointed just because, you know, I'm a real big fan of everybody on the song, and uh, I wasn't really too blown away. And this is supposed to be like the main uh, single from the album, mm. which I've yet to listen to all the way through. So, um, but other than that, I, again, I, w- I wasn't the biggest fan. Of I will say that the beat was hard, though. I felt it, hard you know, with sure. the beat. If it's one thing you know about uh, Atlanta rapper or anybody who's on the Young Thug team, <laughs> and this case being Gunna, you know it's gonna be. You ain't never. Some fire beats. You sure. ain't never lied. You ain't never lied. All right, for well, sure. let's get into the last song for the evening. Uh, it's another sure. Gunna song, and it features Chloe. It's from I'm guessing Hallie and Chloe, or Chloe and Hallie, whatever it's called. I think it's Chloe Bailey. I think it's her yeah. name. I don't know. Uh, and it's called You and Me. So let's go ahead and check that joint out. Let's do it. A few minutes later. Okay. What'd you think about you and me? Listen, man. Um, I think that it was enough for uh, the mainstream masses to enjoy. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, I feel like it's probably going to do okay. But me personally, I thought that it was kind of a miss. I wasn't too big of the interpolation here. They kind of just essentially did their version of this song and 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 by their version, I mean like ninety percent gonna and like ten percent the girl. At the no boy, yo, she sang that joint one time, dog. Mm-hmm. Yep, and it wasn't even a verse; it was just the hook. She mm-hmm. just sang the hook at the end. So, um, yeah, man, I, I think it could have been one hundred percent executed better. Uh, wasn't the biggest fan of this joint um, because maybe because I kind of like the original. And usually, when you like the original and somebody does this to it. It kind of just, it leaves you with a sour taste for sure. You better preach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was not, as as a lover of this song, the original uh, They Don't Know by John B, was not really feeling this joint, especially not him singing it. Yeah. Um, and I, first of all, I could barely understand what he was saying at points. It sounded like he had <laughs> like something in his mouth while he yeah. was trying to like sing, rap, whatever the fuck he was trying to do. Sure. And so I just, I couldn't understand parts of what he said. Uh, but I mean, like the whole feel of the song, just I wasn't with it. And then the fact that he he just took the um, I fuck you right away. It's like I automatically just think about the fucking um, Usher song that that came from. I fuck you like no one is ever ever made. Oh, see, like, I didn't fucking Usher, dog. I didn't pick that up. So I, I, see, I'm over here about to give him credit for that the whole time. He jacked that too. Mm-hmm. I'm trying um, to remember what the song name is. I can remember more of the words to it, but I just can't remember the fucking title now. But uh, yeah, it's definitely an Usher song. So like, it's just it's thievery of the highest regard all over the place, and it's not even it's to me it's just not well done executed. She definitely Chloe definitely sounded better than him singing the hook, uh, but she was pretty much wasted on this joint. Like you said, only singing the hook one time. Like she could have sang the hook all the way through this song, and it would have probably left a way better taste in my mouth than what we have currently. So gonna you could do better. Apparently that's on uh, Deuces Remix by Chris Brown. Is it? Yeah, that's what it says. Why did I think it was Usher? I looked up that specific line, and uh, that's what it says right here. It says... uh, No, because it's on that song. You call me U-S-H-E-R-Y-A-M-O-N-D. Tell me what you want to do with me. What the fuck is that song called? 
I, I keep wanting to go to Nice and Slow, but I can't remember what the fuck that is. That's not it. Uh, hold on, I gotta look this up because it's gonna bug me. Apparently, Drake used that line too. Unless this has been a like a recycled line a couple of times, which wouldn't put it past nobody. Uh, Let me see. Yeah, it's from Nice and Slow. It's from the breakdown from Nice and Slow. I thought I thought I was not going crazy. Usher. Yep, Usher. Boom. Gang, gang. See, I know my music. God damn it. <laughs> Hey, would you say would you say anybody who who would you say stands the uh, the biggest chance uh, as far as like a versus battle against Usher? Honestly, from his gen- from his generation, from his generation, I mean, that many that were like R and B male singers that were that big during Usher's yeah. time. Like, I mean, we've never really had that many huge R and B stars, like R and B singers that turned into pop stars or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like, literally, like. The only one I can say is Chris Brown. They're not in the exact same category, but I mean, like, he's the only one that I could really think of. Because number one, there's not many popular. I mean, unless you want to do him or Justin Timberlake or some shit like that. Do Do you think Neo would would run him for his money? I think Neo. He's ran a lot. Yeah, Neo. Neo might come close for sure. Him versus like Trey Songs or anybody else, he'd be the best. The best candidate for that. I didn't even think of Neo. Thank you for bringing that. Hey, you know, for some reason, when I thought like pop, I thought of that song "Closer" by Neo. Mm-hmm. And and I was like, damn, that nigga really he he's a, another example of that where he kind of went pop and I just had that you know. sexy girl. Yeah, hey, nah, hey, Neo got some hit. Hey, That's, I'm thinking I'm about gonna... it now, bro. <laughs> nigga, or oh, Miss Independent. Yes, that was that was the jam. I'm gonna go like, okay, like Usher, go ahead and get Neo. That's the that's the only nigga, one I can think Usher, of. Usher, Neo, we need that versus battle. Yes, twenty songs. Let's get it. Let's man. go. That that would be fire. All these Neo songs, I will have fucking forgot about. Dog, that's what I fucking love about fucking verses is that especially artists that you probably don't listen to a whole lot. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh shit, I forgot <laughs> how much this joint rocks. I need it. Hell yeah. We need that versus, man. No, bull. We need that versus. Well, on that note, let's go ahead and uh, end the show this evening. Uh, sure. Are there any words of wisdom you'd like to share with the folks out here before we get the fuck about here, sir? Listen, man. Let me just say this, all right? If you have a podcast in which you uh, give suggestions at the end of it, try to remember to come up with suggestions before the show because then you're going to have a situation like we do right now in which I'm pretty sure neither one of us have a suggestion to make it. We sure don't. That's why I kind of skipped over the whole thing. So, <laughs> hey, I just, hey, I'm all about transparency. You know what I mean? But I'm gonna let y'all know we're gonna come with some some suggestions, some suggestions next week. That's and a fact. That's all my right. fault because I'm usually the one that remind everybody. Uh, so you know, <laughs> that's that's on me. It's all good. <laughs> all right. Well, if um, uh, like I like to say, be good. And if you can't be good, at least be the best that you can be. If you can't do that, man, at least make your mama proud. And again, man. It's, it's, it's snowing out in these streets. Everybody's getting snow, man. If you're going to make that right, motherfucker, use your turn signals. It's blizzard-like conditions in some places. Fuck you if you don't use your turn signals. Like I say, man, I hope every accident from here on out into the end of the world is niggas who don't use their turn signals running into each other. Savage, Boom. savage, savage. <laughs> and on drop, that drop, happy drop note. Drop one bombs right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Take care of yourselves. Wash your hands. Wash your ass. Be safe. Be good. We'll holler at you later. Peace. Peace.